0: Hey everybody, it's Jim Mallard here. Welcome to the Mallard Report. The Mallard Report is recorded in front of a live virtual audience on the Duck Pond. Tuesday nights, 9pm Eastern, live. Mallard.com. M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D dot com. One more thing before we start. Let me turn it over to my friend that you may know from ancient aliens and the Curse of Oak Island and many other things. Robert Clotworthy. On the Malliard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the hosts and guests, and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcasts, KillerPodcast.com,
1: sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. On the Mallard Report,
0: the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the show are solely those of the hosts and guests, and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcast KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. So Germantown Town Runner wants us a little bit louder, so we will do that right off the top. So Sorry for those people who have earbuds in. I adjusted myself a little bit, too. Okay. Good evening, everybody. I see William Pullen in the chat room, which is good news for me. Um, Germantown Runner, did you see the memo of what we're talking about tonight? Stay tuned for that. But first, before we um, get into all of that, and there's a lot of it we can get into tonight, I want to mention Sarah the Wood Duck. Find unique unique gifts, animal prints, at SarahTheWoodDuck.com. Sarah, a PTSD survivor, created this small business to share the beauty of nature with the world. Support Sarah and her mission by visiting her website to purchase one of her amazing gifts, sarahthewoodduck.com. Now I insert my own little sense of humor on there. She also sells marbles because we've all lost our marbles. Check that out, right? It's hard to find marbles these days, and as fast as we're losing them, you might want to buy a 100. Just saying. Tonight. Tonight. Tonight, we're doing a show about UFO sightings, aliens, the whole bit. One of the most popular live call-in shows in the history of live call-in shows. When we did this the last time. Just saying. UFO sightings bring out the listeners and bring out the people. So, we'd lo- I'd love to hear your thoughts and experiences. The show line is 234 738 So if you want to call in or chime in on the Duck Pond tonight live, now's the time to do it. If you've never been on the Duck Pond, come over. Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, right? Good time. Good time. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so preferences, right? I'm sure there is a story about the marbles, and mine's much better. Okay, maybe not. We'll have to hear that sometime, and then I'll, I'll incorporate it into the ad read next week. So I can uh, break up for... So stay tuned, I guess is what I'm saying. How's that sound, everybody? Well, everybody in the chat room probably might see it tonight, but I'll read it next week, so stay tuned. Okay, so UFO settings. I've got a bunch of UFO history. I've got some top ten list, But I want you to call in first, because we can get into all of that as well. Also, before the end of the show. Right before the end of the show. So if you don't want to hear UFOs, I need you to come back scroll forward to about 58 minutes or 59 minutes, right before the end of the show, right in there. Uh, We have some business I need your help with, and it doesn't cost you any money, but it's going to cost you probably uh, an hour, if that. I mean, you guys can fake it, right? So there's that. So I need your help though. All of you, everybody that's listening to this program with a smartphone, or a computer, I need your help because we're trying to get things moving again with some big momentum and I need your help to do it. So stay tuned for that. What does UFOs mean? That's a good question, William. I'm sure you're familiar, but we're just going to play this out for everybody. Unidentified flying objects, or I'm also talking other area for ph- ph- phenomenal or AAP. I, I think what we, we always get lost in this, right? Because in the last few months, Right? We've had these sightings of um, things that um, well, but Germantown Runner you could. You, you, do you believe? You could talk, you could call in and talk about that. And the better question is Germantown Runner for you specifically as I'm looking at you, you. Yes, you've never seen them, but I know you believe there's something else out there somewhere. I think we're all on board with that. Maybe you're not comfortable with that, but come on. The universe is infinite. Or maybe I'm sure there's a measurement out there Right, that the universe is measured by it's pretty big, that's all I'm going to say and if we are the smartest thing ever I'm hitting the desk, I'm excited about this if we're the smartest thing ever, damn it we're fucking it up, whoops, sorry language alert, sorry might have to mark this one as uh, explicit just because I can't control myself we can't be the smartest thing ever we just can't be ever anywhere okay back up touch the brakes from it we were talking about those weather balloons but it's funny William Pullen knows this I I love talking Roswell and that was supposedly weather balloons too right so the U.S. government has told us this story before oh good god good to see Brian Bowden here by the way folks it's going to take a minute here and uh, since this is live calls and I don't want to get him too worked up it's good to see him um Wow, Uh, congratulations on beating that, buddy. Uh, Glad to see you. Uh, He had a massive heart attack the other day, so it's good to see him. Put a dollar in the swear jar. I might have to. Man, yes, that was a really bad swear. I double hammered it. Don't get that too often. So, uh, yeah, it's good to see Brian Bowden here tonight. Tips the hat. Good thing he missed the swear jar. That's all I can say. Might have had another one if you heard that. Okay, so where was I? talking about these weather balloon sightings and the government believes that here we are again right can we first be honest and you know I don't think people realize at times what's there are some people among us who want us to shoot those things down in like cities and other places what goes up must come down right so if you fire a projectile at it not only are you knocking the balloon down but that projectile is going to land somewhere I don't know how many people. I mean, we can't be that removed from understanding how these things work, right? Uh, you can't be that far removed. Um, yeah, well, we, we can, but we, we, we can't do it over populated areas. Walks. Come on now. You got you got to be a little bit safer than that. Risk and liability and... Oh, boy, we're getting... <laughs> getting people fired up. Oh, jeez. Oh if anybody's tried to call in, I'm an idiot because I closed the uh, the program. Like an idiot. Because that's what I do around here. Get too excited before the show starts and I start swearing and close everything down. Okay. So now we're back with that open, so... Deeply apologize for that mistake because that was unfortunate. Okay. Well, you've been married. It's good to see that in the chat room. Good job, geo observation. Um, a little tug at my. Oh, uh... well, that's an interesting thing. Would would duck there if if a foreign object lands on my property? I'm ta- I'm making sure I get first dibs. Here's the thing. If I see uh, Germantown Runners' uh, cartoon of an alien spacecraft, makes me think, if one hit the ground right in front of us, right in front of my yard right now, right, crashes in while we're live. Maybe it would be better in the backyard, because then I could take you if I could at least show you on the camera. Because that camera cord's probably long enough to get to the window that's closest, and it's over there that I can... Right? So if it crashes in the backyard, first, that is the first thing I'm doing, right? We're getting video live. You guys are getting video live from, I don't know if it's my Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or somewhere via this little phone with those stickers on it. That's my phone with my sticker on it. Right? You're getting video. Not pictures, not blurry-ass pictures, because every picture I take is blurry-ass, because either my camera's dirty or I just can't hold a still camera to take a good picture. No pictures, no mistake. You're getting video, right? First and foremost. And running commentary of what you're seeing, what I'm seeing. So you know, you know what I'm saying? So you know what's not some some game because you see too often these videos and the people aren't talking, which is a dead giveaway, in my opinion, that you're playing f- fake games. It's just my opinion. I've been wrong before, right? Okay. We all agree with that, right? Okay. And then, okay, so if the spaceship crashes in the, well, well, how about lands? Because lands probably better. Here's the question for all you on the chat room. Everybody ready? Yes or no time? Yes or no? Everybody ready? Yes or no time? If your spaceship lands in your yard, door opens, are you willingly getting on? Willingly. Willingly getting on. I need you realize that service isn't going to work when you get to a certain point? Probably not even inside the ship. Are you willingly getting on the UFO, the AAP, the foreign craft? Whatever you you want to define that as. If it lands in your yard. Here we go. We're going to answer this call first and watch the chat room for some. Welcome to the Maori Report.
2: Hey. How are you at the Mallet Report? I figured I'm... I'd call in, because I can now.
0: <laughs> oh, well, first and foremost, amen, brother.
2: Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I, I'll be honest, it's really good to be here, <laughs> <laughs> So um, It's an experience I don't think anybody really wants to ever go through. Um, but, yeah, it was um, in and out, and... Um, I I got a little paranormal on the I'll talk about UFOs but um
0: Oh you still so t- Yeah, I was gonna say give us yeah. some give us I'll give you some grace uh, here. <laughs> okay, so so it was on
2: three two, March second, I had this. Um <clears throat> on the same day early in the morning at ten thirty eight thirty nine PM, my first cousin's daughter had their first child who um and you know, <clears throat> it was wonderful because she just got married. My 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 uncle died last year. It was really tough for her because you know, special moments for her and we was great. And, um, I literally, uh, so, so that we welcomed the new uh, child into the family. And, you know, it's always great. You know, babies are great. You have more kids and couldn't be happier for them. And I kind of told him like, you know, don't worry. Your grandfather was there. With my uncle, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure he's over the moon and, and everything's great. Um, it just so happens that I think my uncle is doing double time. I think he helped with the baby because 12 hours later at, 10 38 39 p.m. I was being reborn with a stent. So there's a little paranormal for you. That is. Um, yeah. I, 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 I'm very much into <laughs> the divine intervention there. Um, you know, so um, yes, I'm calling in five days after a heart attack. <laughs> Let me tell you, um, I wanted to go home. Um, I knew there was a 24, you know, 24 to 48 hours. It, it, because you can get, um, when you have a stent, you can possibly get a stroke. So I was kind of like, you know, biding my time. But after that 48 hours, I was like, uh, either you pull these damn things from me or I'll do it myself and you'll find me walking down at the local mall over there wearing uh, nothing but this this, hospital gown and a naked ass walking down the street. But that's nothing new for Florida, anyhow.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, Florida man, everybody. Here he is, live on the show. I would have
2: been Florida man at that point. So, yeah. Um, uh, are you talking just generic UFOs? Yep, so far uh, I, have, I am. Or just the, the BS that was floated a couple, like a month ago. Je,
0: je, I'm um, talking in general.
2: Okay. So I can tell you straight up... <clears throat> There's a lot of experiences. There's a, actually in my area. I'm in the West Palm Beach area right now. Um, there has been numerous sightings. Even my other half, who doesn't believe in this crap, saw some strange stuff. That um, and she admitted to it. Um, and and I've seen some things. And there's some weird interactions. Um, a year about a year prior, when we were coming down here looking for a place to live, uh, when I, was, I I traveled from New York to. Florence, South Carolina. That's where i stay over and then come down. Uh, when I got to uh, Fayetteville, which is an hour prior to Florence, they shut down 95. I had the family in there. It was like, it was like fifth, a quarter to 12. I pulled over. Uh, they, they put me on an old country road. And <clears throat> at that moment, I saw this really weird object in the sky, totally UFO, a glowing red, green, blue, orange, purple little burst. A total, you know, I mean, it could be a drone. Fort Bragg is near there, but I, I decided, you know what? This is a good moment. I want to stop and have a cigarette, get out of the car. I have the waves going. I'm no more than an hour away from where I ought to be, so I'll be there at one in the morning, which is what I suspected anyhow. <clears throat> so, I get out of the car. So to say, I'm watching this thing, and I'm wishing I had my Scion, um little uh, night scope so I can videotape. And it's going. It's changing color, and it bursts, and it bursts a little bit more at me. And the next minute, you know, like, um, it kind of gets, you know, bigger, moves a little bit towards us. My wife is passed out in the front. My two kids are in the back passed out. And the next day I wake up and I'm, I'm actually in the car waking up. I'm like, what, what the hell happened? And when you're using Waze or these apps, uh, they'll say, do you want to resume? Yep. And I said, yeah, of course I wanted to resume my trip, right? And <laughs> I love me some is- Waze,
0: by the way, sorry. Continue.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have a voice uh, on Waze If you want me to share it, I'll share it with everybody. It's hysterical, and it's a swear jar thing. Um, <laughs> but
0: uh, well, you but, missed my swear jar thing to, earlier, so I don't know if we need any more of that.
2: Yeah, seven people that were using it. So when we when I hit the resume button, and it's, I'm thinking it's twelve o'clock. You know, it, it was no more than fifteen minutes. Um, and I'd be there at one. I said, "Yeah, I want to resume," and it tells you when you're going to get there, and it says you'll be arriving at four a.m. So i missing time from one, from 12 midnight to 3 in the morning. So I'm like, oh, this is not good um, at all. And eventually I get down to Florence. I'm, like, trying to struggle. like What the heck's going on? And everybody wakes up in the car. And none of my kids complain about any headaches or any
3: problem. Not even my
2: wife. And they're like, oh, my head hurts. You know, like, whatever. And so I believe we had a missing time uh, down there um at at that moment uh fast forward um a couple of months later when we move into this new house and i woke up with a not nice feeling coming out of the rear end of myself i felt like i just had a colonoscopy in the middle of the night um just didn't feel good i, I had to get up and i walked and it's like three thirty in the morning and i i move out of the, my bedroom into the living room area just to hang out there. And I'm just kind of like, what the heck's going on? Something's not right here. I couldn't sleep. My little one comes down and she's scared out of her mind. And I said, are you all right? You have a bad dream? She goes, no, I saw, I saw the UFOs and the aliens. And I tried to, you know, I, I took this with me so I could whip them. Uh, can I stay here with you? So I think they, we, we had a visitation that night uh, as well. That's on my own personal experience. And I love reporting when I have uh, my own video from my cameras. You know, that's what I that's where I love giving evidence to the world, because this is coming directly from me. Right. Um, And I'll be off in a second. But um, as far as what's going on in the world in those those balloons and and those objects, there has been talk about Project Bluebeam. And I think there—I I never thought this would happen. I think they were trying to do something of that, but uh, cooler heads prevail. And you got to understand something: shooting down a UFO never would happen. It's kind of like you know, bringing a twenty two caliber handgun to a Howitzer fight. You're never going to win on these crafts. They've been here for all, upwards of millions of years. They are—they uh, know how to. Cloaked themselves and what was taking place there i do not believe was uh extraterrestrial interdimensional or ultra terrestrial or even inner earth in relationship to the ufo subject Um, i think it may have been back uh back engineered product and the government was testing i think china and russia also have their own you know recovered crafts but there's no way any of that stuff was real UFOs. Yeah, yeah, so.
0: Can we? Can I make this point since you made the halter and handgun a reference? That's like you yeah. trying to go out and shoot that thing down with your handgun or your rifle. It's it's yeah. thousands of feet in the air, you're not going to do it.
2: Even even yeah. with the most sophisticated craft we have in our arsenal um, would be, I think, Dave Crafty you or know, a Blackbird or um, we do have a QR-3B um it's not public public but it's been seen um and uh, i'll explain project blue beam to you uh project blue beam it goes back to some documents within the government but there is uh, serge monet i believe his name is he was a um he was a very liberal socialist guy out of uh, canada and he put forth um a lot of information on project blue beam what they're going to do is, and the plan was for the NWO, if we know what that is. I'm trying to use code so you don't get blown out, Jim. Um, the idea was to use a uh, 7D, 8D ho- uh, hologram technology, which we do have, that would project an alien invasion throughout the world. And then the return, I mean, where people would be actually uh, under the guise of these, you know, like what looks like real craft and physical objects they um the subversive government would start killing people with uh, DEWs which is direct energy weapons and bombs and then they would simulate a battle um of of uh you know a messiah coming and almost like the um the end of days where i forgot uh forgot what they get pulled up into heaven um all of this to create the illusion of not only alien invasion but uh uh um, just you know, get rid of all the religious people, all the uh, people that were um, not going to go along with the plan of one world government, and um, and then initiate a one world government where uh, people you know would uh, swear an oath to whomever. Usually, it's Lucifer, and there'd be one you know leader in the planet. N.W.L. And this has been talked about a lot. Uh, some guy, Stephen Greer which I believe is a cult he picked up on this a lot and he tried to sell it to people, but I never thought this would happen. Um, I don't think these balloons were UFOs. I don't think there were projections. Um, this was a really bad idea and bad executed plan by whomever. And I don't think it's just like China doing it or Russia. I think it was a subversive element within our government. And as we've seen today, thank you, Tucker Carlson. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we've been lied about, and it just wasn't working. People aren't buying this stuff anymore. So, but and there are plenty of crap out there.
0: And don't worry about it. I flashed the appropriate hand signal, um, <laughs> so YouTube won't ban me.
2: Yeah, no, no problem. Um, and I'll go. And you, could go and to you
0: could go back and you could you can go back and watch and, and see what I did, and you'll appreciate it.
2: You, you got it, but I just wanted to say hi to everybody that be here. You know, to be here and heard, and um, yeah, you know, well, God bless everybody. God bless you, man. And so, you, yeah, praying so. works, folks. Let me tell you,
0: <laughs>
2: I hit the lottery technically. So right. pray, pray when you have a problem. I would say so, but you got it. I'll let you go so other people can come in.
0: All right, thanks, man. Talk to you soon. All
2: right. You got it, brother.
0: Bye. So watch this. This is how this show works. With its fancy technology. Hello, Kevin Harold. Welcome to the Maui Report. So say all those thing, uh say all those things you want to say. <laughs> how are you, Jim? Pretty good, man. It's good to hear your voice. It's been a hot minute. So how, how well before we start right. how how sunny so- South Carolina or sunny Southern California, not South Carolina. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um it's it's a little brutal right now. It's like oh my gosh, I think it's about sixty degrees.
0: Oh, that's horrible. We had like three inches of snow yeah. here
1: today. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, I always I always hate talking about california because the rest of the country hates on us you know for that but uh no it's it's the the weather's, you know really pretty good for california wait, wait, uh, we've wait, had wait. actually i was gonna say what, if, what? i was
0: gonna say i'm an ascar fan the, the the xfinity race was snowed out a couple weeks ago so you i mean it has been cold there for a while or at least for a minute
1: yeah yeah no it actually we've had unprecedented rain and snowfall uh here in uh southern california um, it's actually crazy. Uh, if people know Big Bear and Yosemite, um, they're, they're locked down. Like, it's an emergency situation, like huge amounts of snow, lots of rain. Um, yeah, the weather's been a little crazy down here. But, again, you know, I kind of hate to, you know, put that out there because the rest of the country deals with temperatures way worse than we do here. But for California standards, it's been crazy.
0: So, not to sidetrack us into weather and strange weather patterns, because that's a whole different show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're here talking UFO and it's the aliens. So, what do you got?
1: Um. Well, let's see. So, kind of, I guess I would call this a little bit of Kevin Bacon, six degrees of separation. So, you don't you don't even know this. We haven't talked in a minute, but I I started uh, producing a podcast. Uh, I'm doing that. So, the, the name of the podcast is The Fighter Pilot Podcast. And the host of the show is Vincent uh, Aiello, call sign Jello. He's a 20 year uh, Navy uh, fighter pilot, uh, top gun uh, graduate, and instructor. Flew the F 18, flew the F 16. Um, really awesome guy. So he started a podcast years ago called the Fighter Pilot Podcast, and it was audio only. And uh late last year uh we got in contact with each other and now I'm producing the video uh the new video series of the Fighter Pilot Podcast, which you can find or your viewers can find um, on uh YouTube. Um anyway, so where this is weird six degrees of separation is that one of the guests that he interviewed is David Fravor. And for those who uh, know about the whole Tic Tac sighting and the video with David Fravor, um, there's six degrees of separation there. So I've, I've had an opportunity to get uh, a little more involved sort of behind the scenes understanding um kind of what's been coming to light, you know, recently. And then obviously we've had, you know, our government uh start this new what what would you call it, Jim? A new um uh investigative body that's yes. that's sort of looking at this. And now they've rephrased it as UAP, right? Unidentified, what is it, aerial phenomenon. Yeah. Right. And um I think what's really interesting for me on this subject is that, you know, before we had people saying that we saw something firsthand accounts and we'd get these really, you know, grainy videos or we'd get these weird photographs and in between you have obviously doctored fake stuff. So it really undermined the credibility factor. But then when you have somebody like David Fravor, a highly decorated naval aviator, you know, led uh, an entire air wing on an aircraft carrier. I mean, these are not people that are idiots. These are really, you know, smart individuals vetted by our government who have said, I saw something I can't explain. And what I saw it do is beyond my comprehension. And now you have leaked videos that come out from systems on board these aircraft that the government couldn't deny because they got leaked. Um, and so something's definitely going on. Um, and I don't know what it is, but it's really, really interesting. And uh, more seems to come to light sort of every single day. So I think, you know, r- literally within the last few years, I think the credibility of unidentified aerial phenomenon or UFOs, um, I think, you know, it's it's reached a new level because you have very credible sources now and the government saying, yeah, um, we don't know what it is. That's a huge step. I, I Let's say you, but I think that's a huge step.
0: It definitely is. I mean, anytime the government omits something, that means they know 100 times more than they're willing to admit.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then and then when you see uh, our our military aviators, right, and and people who work on board these ships and radar operators and and others that are like, I don't know what this is. You know, it kind of should give all of us goosebumps a little bit. Right. Because. What does that mean? Right. I mean, -hmm. what are the choices? Right. Is is this. Another country that has technology better than ours, right? That that kind of gives me goosebumps.
0: But then, if that's not the case, then what is it? Well, if it's another right? world, if it's another world that has better technology,
1: now, which is a possibility, right?
0: Which is, I mean, that's even more goosebumping, right? Like, because they have better technology than us, we're kind of uh, second fiddle for a change to whatever which isn't good?
1: Yeah, yeah, doesn't doesn't the thought of it make you feel kind of small? You know, I mean, if you think about the U- United States of America, right? We have arguably the greatest military on planet Earth, technology you know, through the roof, right? Stuff that we don't even know about exists in a military world, but the things we do know about are freaking awesome. They're incredible, right? And we have this like illusion Or delusion that, like, we're superior. And what would happen if, and I think about this what would happen if tomorrow we find out we're not alone, that these things are not from here? What would that do to our society? What would that do to everybody? How would your thinking change? How would everything change? It's it's a very very big question, and I think that's the interesting part about this because um, when you have people who are trained in aviation who see things that they can't explain and they do the things that they said they did, um, and the government acknowledges it and says we're going to study it, hmm. right? You know, myself personally, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but I mean, I, to, to think we're alone in the universe is absurd it's absurd
0: yeah well that's what I say right? all the time yeah. if we're the smartest thing ever oh I got in trouble with the swear jar earlier when I, I said this we messed it up I'll, I'll clean it up this time <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> I added some colorful language in there can you imagine
1: <laughs> not you not me <laughs> i try I try to avoid,
0: i mean it was right off the top of the show too that was the worst part like I you know normally as unwinds I kind of get more ramped up but and uh, Brian Bowden, who was on before us, has heard the podcast and he said it was good, which is kind of funny you're talking about seven uh, six degrees of separation well, he's already heard the show and he mm-hmm. thinks it's good, so there you go oh great thank you, thank you for that appreciate it yeah but the the number of i you know I've heard of what is it the um drip uh Disclosure, right? I think we're full on board with that now. I mean, we're dripping it mm-hmm. and, then, and probably in 10 or 15 years when whatever finally comes out, everybody's gonna be like, Oh yeah, I've known that.
1: Which is well, how it's going to, you know, think, think about this just for a second. I, and I won't hog the airways here because I'm sure there's other people that want to get on, but here, here's this is just me common sense. Okay. Number one, it is absolutely absurd to think we're alone in the universe on intelligent life. It's absurd. Number one. Then if these things are here, clearly they mean no harm because they could have eviscerated us. Oh. Our finest weapon systems on planet Earth, right, they could what, neutralize them in a blink of an eye, right? It, it'd be like, it'd harm, be like us fighting us
0: it'd be like us fighting the uh... Both sides in the Civil War right now.
1: Well, like your previous guest who, who was on, he used some analogy like, you know, a shotgun against a whatever, right? Yeah. So the point is this. They clearly do not mean us harm, or they could. It's like not even fair. It's not a fair fight, right? So I don't know if we are ready as a society to deal with it, to be frank. Because we can't deal with politics in our country, <laughs> let alone aliens. I mean, God forbid, right? But I mean it is a real it is a real thing that is occurring right now. So I, I think it's interesting. I and you know, I'm I'm kind of excited about it. Um and, and we'll kind of see where it goes. But clearly something is happening.
0: For sure. I know you said you didn't want to hold everybody up, so I, I got one more question for you, and then um, yeah, I'll, I'll kick you off. How's it uh, going? <laughs> can I call you back in half an hour because I want to pick your brain about something? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, Kevin, it was good to hear your voice, but um, I told you I was going to kick you off, so sorry.
1: <laughs> well, bye. bye. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody.
0: Okay. Now I just need, I think William Pullen, if he's still not doing his chores, needs to call in now because we need to, uh, his perspective on some of these things because he is the UFO guy around tonight. So, um, yeah, Kevin, Kevin's good. It, it's been a while since I heard his voice. Uh, he's, uh, he's run the good life, so to speak, um, with us, uh, started off a paranormal show and then, uh. Got involved with some other projects, but he's good to have in the shadows, and I, I do truly appreciate him and all he's done for the show and done for me for the years, so thanks for that. And here we go. This probably is uh, who I think it is, but we'll find out, based on area code, I believe. How are you doing tonight? Hello. Well, well, <laughs> I'm <laughs> good. How are you? Man, you threw me off of going so deep there, man. Lighten up a little bit. No. <laughs> <laughs>
3: outrageous so you were talking about UFOs that's outrageous but so, yeah.
0: yeah so I, I told you earlier this evening that you needed to quit your chores and pay attention to the night show and that should have been a massive clue to you that we were talking UFOs
3: I, I took that at face value so here I am <laughs>
0: <laughs> because normally I don't give hints to what's coming on but the, the people that I do need to make sure they're paying attention
3: yeah uh, uh, is that why you messaged me last night
0: might have been out
3: uh, of the blue, yeah. May, you may, might have, been. Been, yeah. may so. have been,
0: yeah. I was, I was doing so. some prep last night, and I was Google searching, and I was thinking, "Well, who do I know to verify that with?" Because I made some notes in case nobody called in, right?
3: So there you have it.
0: <laughs> so the UFO historians with us. So now I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay, this is the tough, the tough one. Are UFO sightings for you more exciting pre Wright brothers, pre human flight, than they are now?
3: Um, no, I'm, I'm more enamored with more of the modern sightings. Um, we can confirm the data more easily. We have a, a higher capability of observing our own skies. I mean, NORAD watches our skies 24 7 365. So our ability to use technology to observe the skies above our head is obviously night and day compared to what we had, say, pre-1930. So we're able to chronicle these things with technology. Um, and everyone has a cell phone. You can take pictures and video, although not the greatest quality, but still, you know, it, it, it's available to us. So I, I'm, I'm much more fascinated by more recent sightings because I think, well, like Brian and Kevin said, you have more qualified observers seeing these things they can't explain, which suggests uh, certainly their testimony is uh, stronger because of their qualifications, their, their point of view, their their, their job descriptions, that, that sort of thing. So, and then we have gun camera videos. So we have a lot more to the size that we did, say, even 80 years ago.
0: But but the pre-flight ones, right, the 1800 ones, the before that ones, there was nothing else in the sky, so it was really hard for them to imagine anything up there or know what.
3: Yeah, I mean, that is true. Yeah, I think you referred to the uh, the great airships audience of 1896, 1897, that time frame. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, there was one of those
0: I looked up because I, I was interested in those. Yeah. Because, Um, I mean, while while you don't know what you're looking at, right, because, I mean, back in the day, what are the odds you knew what Saturn or Mars looked like,
3: right? Sure, yeah.
0: So there's some of that, but there's also some of that, well, there was nothing else up there, and, you know, a much likely or less likely ability to talk about it because people would think you were batshit crazy.
3: Yeah, that that point of view holds a lot of weight. It does, Um, because if there's nothing else operating in the sky then that means logically there's not much up there to misidentify. Um, although it must be said, some of those cases of, the, of that time frame have been shown to be hoaxes. Journalistic integrity wasn't uh, of the highest quality back then. But wait, there are certainly wait, some wait, 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 wait.
0: Time out, time out. Journalistic mm-hmm. integrity wasn't high back then. You're assuming it's higher today.
3: Oh no, it's it's lower now. God. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other program.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, I've been trying. Oh, this is a bad pun because they were talking about the train derailment in the pond for a few minutes. I don't want to derail this show. So,
3: anyways. Uh, well played. <laughs>
0: Got to get that joke um, in there. Yeah,
3: but no, you're right. If there if there is a lack of terrestrial technology flying in our skies, then it begs the question: What are these people seeing? They're not misidentifying a biplane or an F-16 or a blimp. Um, there's nothing operating you know, over, at least over North America at the time. So what are people seeing? And not everybody's hoaxing stuff. Not everybody's lying. So people are witnessing things they can't explain, which by definition is a UFO, which doesn't get us to the extraterrestrial, but at least it shows that things are being seen which are unexplained, and that by itself is fascinating. So, um, uh, it's interesting. I I, I I listened to a... An interview with, uh, uh, Kevin Randall interviewed Bud Hopkins before Bud Hopkins passed away. And Hopkins had an interesting point of view. He stated that uh, people who were more skeptical about this about this stuff said that, uh, well, you had Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon serials in the 30s and 40s, and you would have expected people to see spacecraft that were described in those serials. They looked like bullet-shaped craft with fins on them. They looked like basically miniaturized rockets. Well the first two sightings happened in the forties and fifties, people were called things that were around, saucers, which were not described in those um, serials. So um people are people are relatively honest. The the vast majority of witnesses are honest and they're being truthful as they can be about what they see. And some people do misidentify things, but there's a lot of quality quality sightings on the on the books that that defy explanation. That that by itself is fascinating.
0: But Michael, my, my, okay. So everything has been uh, actually on the U of uh, the YouTube tonight. I got this lost somebody yeah. photoshopped that floating out there because we're talking UFOs and you know you got to do what you got to do. That whole shape thing has always blown my mind, right? Yeah. Because I mean, yes, it makes perfect sense because I've thrown a frisbee before, right? I'm not sure, yeah. <laughs> but I don't see how you know in real life physics. There, I just don't see how. I mean, I, I mean, I, again.
3: I mean, these are all legitimate questions. Sure. We've all thrown a Frisbee. So how would a craft that rotates on its own axis operate successfully? Um, with our own te- terrestrial technology, nobody knows how. Uh, but I think all the guests and all the listeners can assume that if we're being visited by someone, a race that's traveling from, say, 30 light years away or from another dimension or from another time frame, we can logically assume or make the jump that their technology is far in advance of our own. Uh, so maybe their technology has allowed them to use um, structures of crafts to travel to our planet that seem to us uh, nonsensical or, or not workable. So we're kind of constrained about what we know. And what we know is painfully little or the level of ignorance we have about our universe is awe-inspiring. We, we don't know most of what there is to know. So, Perhaps a softer-shaped craft is very workable and logical once you have a certain level of know-how to make it work. We just don't have it now.
0: So, William, I'm going to tell you this yes, because you may have missed this when I talked about this last time. So we're in UFO month now, so you need to pay attention the rest of the month. Yes, sir. So I'm sure you'll have some <laughs> yes. have some issues with, with some things that may may be said in the coming weeks, which is good. Because that's why I like well, having good, these
3: conversations. Yeah. yeah, the discussion is what counts. Yeah, it's, it's, the interaction and the discussion is what really carries weight. Whether we agree or disagree or not, exchange of ideas is what really counts. So that's that's good stuff.
0: That's what that's what I'm after, right? I, I don't. I'm not. Yeah. I I think some of these names may be familiar to some people. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, yeah. But the important thing is to. Uh, I'm trying to hit it from different sides, right? And sure. uh, bring out the best in everybody. So that's the key.
3: That's. That's the way to play it. And yeah, yeah. You got to have believers, skeptics, non-believers, all points of view. Everyone has a take that is may contribute to the conversation. So it's all it's all good. Having that talk is important, not just one point of view or one voice. So yeah,
0: that's why I am giving it a whole month, right? So we can get deep into it and um, talk different and things great. and different angles of it.
3: Good stuff. So are there really uh, any are there any really really other subjects to talk about?
0: Well, for you, no, but for me, yes. Okay. So as you Agreed. as. as pe- <laughs> Which is good because I I need balance and this is it right this is this is the heart of the matter some people are like you and and love the one thing right and, yep. and dive yep. deep I love everything too much so I'm an inch wide or an inch inch deep mile wide I love everything you are what is it seven or eight miles below the earth in UFOs <laughs>
3: agreed agreed or maybe, that's, that's maybe the for the UFO topic
0: it's up. above I'm not sure.
3: <laughs> I'll, I'll bet they're off. It could be anything. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you you have you have a much more diverse uh, palette in front of you looking at things. So that's all good. Yeah,
0: I think it adds to the the interest because you know we got we got the ghosts and the Bigfoot and all these other things, right? And yeah. uh, no, Everett, we're not talking about Roswell all month. Jeez, <laughs> I'd love to. Yeah, everybody knows that's like my favorite UFO setting.
3: Why? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Are we. You could, you could literally do a program every day of every year for all eternity and discuss just that one case.
0: Now you could. There isn't that much.
3: There. Yeah, there's so much to it. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of uh, stories it, made up about it, but there's not that much there.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of information that's not true around that case. You know, it's 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 been talked about at nauseum. Certainly, it's, it's it's historically important. Um. But certainly it's the elephant in the room. I mean, it's talked about all the time to the detriment of other cases that are pretty important but are just lost in the conversation because everyone talks about Roswell, 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 and it kind of is what it is, even to this day.
0: The big Roswell tourist complex keeps us talking about it?
3: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You caught the phrasing of that. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Beyond the UFO industry, I mean, the town of Roswell is pretty nondescript. Pretty, uh, it's not a big populated city. It's a town. That, it's a destination city. That's what Don Smith calls it. You don't go to Roswell for vacation, really. You don't. It's out of. The, it's not even an interstate near it. The closest interstate is about three hours away. But every year in July they have the UFO festival, and the population just explodes. So it's it's certainly a cash cow for the for the city. Uh, the topic. And they have a they have a saucer shaped McDonald's for Christ's sake. So that's hey, it all.
0: If they want to, you know, the tourism board there wants me to sponsor. They want us to be a sponsor of show, uh, the show. The email address is on the website. That's all I can say.
3: Yep, do it. <laughs> <laughs> do it.
0: Prove me wrong. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You'll hear me sing a different tune next week after a big fat check arrives. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how how many? Okay. Yes. I, I I know you don't know the answer to this, but how many books have been wrote about that alone? Like hundreds, right? Uh, hundreds.
3: I have at least 60 in my collection.
0: You personally have 60.
3: I personally have 60, yeah. See, that's individual what, titles about Roswell.
0: But what, um, okay, so, okay. Just for Everett, because he's, you know, going to poke me if I don't ask you. So give me f- three or four minutes. What happened there, and... We'll just sum this up nicely, and we'll, we'll let you have the final word. Well, until I talk to somebody else.
3: Oh, uh, gosh. Um, so, an so unidentified, uh, a debris field was found by a local rancher. He sat on it for a few days. Not literally sat on it, but he didn't decide to go into town. He was, it was suggested to him by some of his friends to drive into town, into Roswell, and the, crash, the debris field is a good two and a half hours away from Roswell. So that was, that was quite a bit of a trip for him. He went to town and brought it to Sheriff George Wilcox, the sheriff of the the town at the time. He called the local uh, Army Airfield, uh, Roswell Army Airfield. They sent their intelligence officer out there. A CIC intelligence officer went with him. They found the debris, brought it back to Roswell. And the commander of the base, uh, William Blanchard, authorized a press release declaring they had found the wreckage of a flying disc. And that was recanted less than a day later by the higher up at Carswell Air Force, I mean Carswell Airfield in Fort Worth. Um, and the story disappeared after that. The cover up was successful, and whatever crashed there was left unknown. The story disappeared until the late seventies. Um, when through a third party, Stan Freeble was made aware of Jesse Marcel Sr., who was living in Hoba, Louisiana. Jesse Marcel Sr. was the intelligence officer sent to the debris field back in 47. And then the story exploded. And now we have it to this day. It's, it's hundreds of witnesses and some documentation, meaning newspaper clippings, but nothing physical. And that's where we're at right now. Um, it's a historically important case. Uh, the data we have strongly suggests the extraterrestrial, but at least in my own opinion, without a piece of a ship, or government documentation that's valid, or a body, we can't make that leap. But the data, the data of all the possibilities to explain the case, the data points in that direction very strongly. So it may have been the first uh, alien visitation, at least, at least, a, at least a landing that is or crash. So, so it's kind of Roswell, you know.
0: Yeah, that's 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 good. Just to kind yeah. of keep everybody on the same page here tonight, because. Yeah. I don't want to talk over anybody. Okay, so next question. Do, does the government have the craft still?
3: Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm a skeptical person. I think I think likely they do. I think they've, they've recovered some physical evidence of alien visitation, not just at Roswell, but a few other occasions. I don't know if they have an intact craft uh, or pieces of one. Um we do know, we do know that there were several flights that left Roswell Army Airfield and left to, uh, <laughs> initially they went to Carswell Air Force Base in Fort Worth, then they went on to, uh, Wright Field, which is in Wright, which is in, uh, Dane, Ohio. It's now it's called Wright-Person Air Force Base. And we have documentation to show those flights took place. As to what those flights carried, we don't have any documentation to prove that beyond a shadow of a doubt. But it's logical to assume that whatever was recovered at the crash at the uh, debris field we know it was brought back to roswell airfield we know it was taken on those flights to Wright field so if they did recover something alien i think it's still there i don't see any reason to send it to other bases because then that's a lot more to cover up it would make sense to have everything in one location so that you could you could uh control everything in one spot and uh and even to this day, right Air Force Base has the facilities to uh, reverse engineer, examine and store uh, anomalous objects, uh, technology, not just alien, but you know, back in the day it was Axis power technology, German, Japanese, Soviet. So it's a logical choice to where, where you would fly that stuff. So uh, beyond that, I don't know. I don't know if, how much we have if We have much, but uh, there's a lot of stories out there that claim we do, but it's, there's no physical evidence or documentation to prove those stories. But I think it's logical to think we do have something.
0: Okay. So, oh, i got to do this. Hold on one second. Shifting Gear is brought to you by evergreenpodcast.com. Shifting Gear is brought to you by evergreenpodcast.com. Okay. Germantown Ron wants me to ask you, why do you think the government has rebranded UFOs to UAPs?
3: Uh, in my humble opinion, I think that was an effort to bring some credibility to the topic. Uh, I think Kevin mentioned earlier that uh, the level of credibility the field is enjoying now has, is unprecedented. Agreed, it's a huge step. Before this was a topic you couldn't talk about at your dinner table. Now it's being talked about on Fox News, on CNN, on NBC. It's it's become it's become it's become uh, nonpartisan. You've got Republicans <laughs> and Democrats both pushing for. Disclosure or for some knowledge. Now, I think the reassignment of the of the acronym from UFO to UAP is an effort to make that topic more credible so it's taken in a more serious light. I think that's all it is.
0: Because I, I know we've talked about this. I don't remember where we talked about this, but it doesn't matter. We'll just sum it up this way the UFO community yeah. has done themselves no favors. Agreed. <laughs> is that a, is that a fair summation right there? A Great form. Yeah. I'm trying to hey, avoid you, a swear jar again.
3: <laughs> oh God! You you got the you've got the fraudsters, the charlatans. Uh, you've got the Stephen Greers of the world pushing nonsense and 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 basically, you know, making money off lies. That is to the detriment of the entire field because you have quality cases, given uh, testimonials given by highly credentialed people, but those fall to the cracks because people like the more sensational stuff. They like the woo and. That it, the field is the field is outstandingly good at hurting itself, so it's always done like that. So the UFO industry, the UFO community, is its own worst enemy. To be blunt,
0: that, that goes. I think you something up better than I did, but you know we gotta. Yeah. Um, are you you're, you're still doing your your video once in a while? You're still blogging. Why don't you tell people where they can find you if they're if they're as interested in the UFO topic as you, or slightly as interested as you? Where can they find you?
3: Uh, they can find me on my blog page on Facebook entitled Cleverly William G. Pullen.
0: <laughs> Boy, I never would have found you there.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's outrageous. Uh, I do programs about every week or 10 days, usually if a topic comes up that begs to be discussed. I mean, last night I did one about the, uh, the rampant misidentification of the Venus-Jupiter conjunction. Uh, those two planets passed by each other, at least from a visual standpoint, from Earth, on March 1st. And people around the country were inundated with calls uh, about the UFOs in the sky when it was just two planets in conjunction. That's all it was. But uh, the observational skills of the average person are pretty low. So they saw those UFOs when they were just two planets. I mean...
0: Hey, wait, wait. uh, Time out. Well, you may be right. The observation skills of people are lacking. At least... Give me a high five here. At least they're looking
3: up. Agreed. They at least they're asking. That's the that's big key. If, if someone doesn't know something or they're ignorant about a topic, the best thing we could do is say, I don't know, educate me. That's the way to do it. Ask questions. They're looking up. They're trying to find out information. That's that's, that's the whole deal. I mean, we can't just stamp out and just be unknowing. We have to find things out. It's uh, like that question you had about if an alien spacecraft lands in your backyard, how are you going to find out about the aliens? You go on the ship. You explore. You learn. You're not going to learn anything if you don't go on board the ship.
0: But, you know, there are some people yeah. who would be, you know, frightened. I guess is mine. But I don't think I have. Sure. I think I've seen a bunch of yeses. I think I have the right crowd in attendance tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I, I might be preaching to the choir at this point, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, it'd be, the only way we learn is to ask questions. And like, like going back to your point, to take the conversations, to have. Exchanges of ideas and concepts and opinions that allows us all to learn, not just about each other's thoughts, but about the subject matter at hand, whether it's UFOs or ghosts or whatever the case may be. So, uh, being able to talk and ask questions—that's the most important thing above everything else. So,
0: that's why we do what we do around here: ask a bunch of questions.
3: Right. Yep, yep, Ruth.
0: Well, Mr. Pullen, I appreciate you immensely, um, on and off here.
3: The feelings are mutual. Great to have you. Great to be on your show. It's a great to have you in. Great to be on your show.
0: <laughs> and one of these <laughs> nights, I'll actually get—I'll actually get you on for a full hour, and we're gonna dig deep into these UFO settings. But
3: uh, I would be honored. I—that I'm at your service.
0: <laughs> I know you are, and and, and uh, like um, yeah, I've got a bunch of questions. So, but we don't have time for them tonight because we have only got four, three minutes left. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so, hey,
3: well, I get up the air. I know we, we got to close out the program, so. Hey,
0: Thanks again, Jim. Uh, give your better half a hello for me too,
3: by the way. Okay, I sure will. You take care. Okay. Yep, good
0: time. Time. Bye. There we go. There's William. Ooh. William Poole in there. Yes, I definitely do, German I definitely do need to get him on. Uh, I've been saying that for God too many years, and uh, I will. It will happen. I mean, it's it's a question of when, not if. So he knows that, and he appreciates the the nuance. And we're in UFO months, so it won't happen in this one, but it might happen. It will happen going forward, but we're definitely spending a little bit of time here digging the UFOs. Uh, Some people have asked for me to settle down a little bit and kind of dig into a topic for a bit, so that's the genesis of this whole um, month. So we're going to spend the next three weeks, I think it is, with different UFO people talking UFOs. So we're going to see how this works out for those folks who think I am a little too scattered, we're going to kind of channel down. I think um, I ran a whole list of things out one night. I'm going to tweak some of that because I'm, I've got some better ideas. So um, I think uh, I, I could, uh, Brian, but with the hour, I'd rather just dig straight in. Of course, that's kind of what we did tonight, a round table with a few guests, um, not talking over each other and not feeling, uh, I don't know. It gets hard when you have two or three guests in an hour. You just kind of are really limited by. um, Because I don't want to waste people's time. I think it's probably my biggest problem with that. Okay. So, yeah, fun night tonight. We talked a lot of UFOs. I didn't even get into any of my research. But I did want to bring up one tidbit here before I get into this other topic. Where'd it go? Let me scroll down here and find it. One of the oldest documented UFO sightings was recorded by Roman historian Julius Aquinas in the 4th century. He wrote about a strange object in the sky that resembled a spear seen in 8, 218 BC. This is thought to be the earliest UFO sighting in the history. Okay, here we go. I told you at the beginning of the show, I need your help with something. I need you to go over to goodpods.com. Download whatever you need to do. Create an account. Go over and listen to the malware Report. Leave a comment. I think it's an interactive site. Follow the Mallard Report. Interact over there. Um, got a little juice. I don't have juice in the game, right? It's just an app. But I, I there are good people over there running that app. And I want to support that app. So this is the first time in the history of the show that I've come out in favor of a podcast app over Spotify, Apple, one whatever, um, good pods, right? We need to get over there and uh, download that and uh, make sure that I got to make sure that's the right site before I continue on. Yeah. It's good pods there. So that, I mean, we've got the sub stack going on, which is subscribe and all will malware report only stuff, but good pods is a public place. It'll do the show wonders if you guys get over there and, and interact and t- it's only going to take a few minutes. So I need you to do that. I mean, obviously, I'd love you to listen. If you're on a podcast app, switch over to there. It'd be good for the show. That's all I'm going to say. And Germantown, Runner run wants me to hit the post. And uh, it was good to see Brian Bow tonight. So we're going to hit the post in honor of that. It's the Mallard Report. Yeah, the Mallard Report. Hey, I want to thank you for joining us. It's been a good show tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. Take a few moments, subscribe, share. All the fun stuff. You know how to do it. I don't have to tell you. Just uh be ready for next week. It'll be sooner than you think.
1: Don't
0: you go